old bloke goes to Kefalonia. So, it's mid-August, and we're off to the Greek island of Kefalonia, famous for Captain Corelli's mandolin, which featured Penelope Cruz, Nicolas Cage, and the sadly missed John Hurt, who I still remember from the 1976 BBC production of I, Claudius. He played the ridiculously decadent and totally affy's napper Caligula. On a serious note, Kefalonia was actually the spot where the Germans executed thousands of Italian soldiers in 1843. So I'm taking it that Louis de Bernier, the author of the book, was paying his respects to soldiers of the Acqui Division when he wrote the story. I wonder. Anyway, there's still a wee museum in uh, Argostoli next to the one and only Catholic church in the island, and a proper memorial on a hill above Lassie. That's a town there. I wonder, who gave the order to do such a barbaric thing? Anyway, before I get bogged down in sad stuff, I'm glad to say there are a whole host of happy things to report about Kefalonia. I'll be looking at running out there, I'll be talking about the local wildlife, and a bit about the food and drink. I may even have a few beers in the bath. So... Was my initial experience of the island good? It would have been if we'd stuck to our usual plan. That entails just taking one piece of hand luggage each and piling enough in there to last at least three weeks. This time, however, we opted to take some big cases for a change. This, of course, meant that we had to wait on that carousel thing that goes round and round with nothing on it for ages until it eventually spits out the remains of people's luggage. You know, after the local baggage handlers have played a version of Demolition Derby with it, our case was, as I predicted, last off, but relatively unscathed. The next bit of news was that my first cold beer in Greece was going to be at least an hour and a half away. We were to be the last to tell on the transfer run. So, after four and a bit hours in the sky, we were now spending our three hours in Greek soil, if you include bag spotting, and getting a wee tour of the island, which was fine. Oh well, we did get lucky with our room though. It was one at the back of the complex with a balcony, unlike some who would have the prospect of facing a concrete wall for two weeks, poor sods. It was a boiling 36 degrees and it was to remain that way for the full 14 days. There was just the odd, inexplicable hurricane around two in the morning that lasted about three hours and then stopped as if nothing had ever happened. The only clue was finding your underpants about 200 yards away, 10 feet up an olive tree. My money was an alien abduction, but the locals said that the mystery mistral happened all the time. Being an ex-zoologist, I still like to find out as much as I can about the local creatures, but my better half got a bit more than she bargained for when she stepped out into the sunshine of her first full day. And she wasn't the only one. From time to time, peace and tranquility by the pool would be shattered as some lady screamed at the top of her lungs, waved her hands about the hem of her wrap and then dived into the pool. This big green buzzy beetle, which we named the Fanny Beetle, was causing havoc. Turns out that it actually is a green rose Schaefer beetle. Harmless, but a great source of amusement. If the book you're reading was getting a bit boring or something, you know. It genuinely seemed to go for women, and it also seemed to target a certain area of the body. Weird. As I would be old bloke David Attenborough, I could only think that the ladies in question were wearing some kind of rose-scented perfume. Who knows? As far as other wildlife is concerned, 
We saw buzzards and some confused flamingos that circled the bay for about an hour. Um, and then we spotted an alpine swift at the Hosmark to see one of them. The fastest bird on the planet, under its own steam that is. It can reach speeds of 116 kilometres per hour. Oh, and the most exciting animal of oil in my book was the amazing sea turtles. The easiest way to see these giants, as they must be a good yard long, is from the Drapano Bridge, built in the 19th century by the British to link the capital, Argostoli, and the village of Drapano. We found the best place to see these beautiful animals was about halfway across its 950 metre length. You have the sea on one side and Lake Gutavos on the other. We saw ours on the lakeside, right by the bridge, trying to find one of those wee turtle-sized holes that connected the lake to the Ionian Sea. Magical. I have to say, the people of Kefalonia were generally lovely, often going out their way to help you. They'd even give you free stuff from time to time. Like the wee guy in our local mini-market, probably due to us causing a bit of a wine shortage in the island, you know. He smiled at my better half and gave her a watermelon. Huge it was. Now this sounds like a lovely thing to do, and it is. But when it's 96 degrees, 2pm, and there's still a mile of mountain to climb, it's not a lot of fun. Two shopping bags, two beach bags, and now a piece of fruit, the equivalent weight of a small child in my arms, the walk home was going to be a total and utter endurance test. But we have a melon in our fridge already, I pleaded. Don't be rude. That man is really kind, she replied. That man, I panted, fancies you, and he's trying to bump me off. Don't be stupid, she scolded. Aye, well, he'll probably give me a side of pork tomorrow. If I have a heart attack... Anyway, half an hour later, and about six pounds lighter, I fell like a dead body into the hotel pool. As my head broke the surface, I was subjected to a telling off, not by my better half, but by a fellow traveller who pointed disdainfully at a sign that read, Please shower before using the pool. It took all my old bloke willpower to refrain from saying something I would certainly regret. As far as running in Kefalonia is concerned, that was a challenge too. Quite a challenge, but in a few different ways. Firstly, we were on the side of a 5,000 foot mountain, so finding any kind of flat area was almost impossible. You either headed along the side of the mountain on rough tracks that took me past evil barking dogs, or you headed straight down, knowing you had the crazy fell run back up to your hotel. There was also the small matter of the incredible heat. The only time I could even think of running was between 6am and 8am. After that, forget it. I eventually headed straight down the mountain to avoid being ravaged by scary dogs and once at the beach ran its full length and back, doing an extra 1k at the end. That extra 1k got me up to 5k and, as it happened, it got me to the nudie beach. Now, before you take 2 and 2 and make 5, let me explain. You see, it's already 86 degrees, there's no one around and a cool dip in the sea seems totally logical. You see, I didn't want to risk chafing on the 2k hike back up my wet togs. So it just seemed like less likely if I ran a wee bit extra to Nudie Beach and I skinny dipped, I'd be less likely to get arrested, you know? Ah, one other thing. There's a relatively new phenomena, I think it is anyway, and it happens when you paddle in the sea. 
There's these wee fishies that in the past I'm sure used to swim away from you as fast as they could. Well, now they have a tendency to kind of nibble you. Your toes, behind your knees and other places. It's not too sore. In fact, it's kind of alright. Someone actually told me they enjoy the sensation and they'd pay 50 quid back home for a fish spa like that. Oh well, maybe. Others would run screaming from the water like the bitten jaws with the big shark sails towards the beach. You have to keep moving and they seem to back off. There was one beach, and it happened to be where I was swimming right this minute, where the nibbling was pretty intense the previous day. We'd actually named it Piranha Bay. And I was in Piranha Bay, well, the nudie part of it. Dead skin and wee scabs, people said. That's what they ate. Fair enough, I suppose. We eat the fish when they're bigger, don't we? Anyway, back to what I was saying. I'm in the sea, naked, and I realise I'm in Piranha Bay. Suddenly, these wee fish start to nibble me, and I think, it's time to get out before anything nasty happens. I'm just going towards the shore, when suddenly, two older people come fully clothed right to where my clothes are dropped. They turn out to be turtle nest inspectors. So I'm trapped, naked, in the sea, with these wee fish biting at me. And the choice is, do I come out now and expose myself, as it were, or do I stay in the sea a bit longer till they go away and risk being eaten by piranhas? It was horrible. But anyway, eventually, I had to come out. So I came out and walked towards these people. I covered myself as best I could, but they still looked at me as if I was a complete reprobate. They even tutted. <laughs> I had to laugh, really. I just looked at them and I shrugged my shoulders and said, you know something, that was still worth it. You see, I don't think Scottish people really do nudie beaches. Okay, I'm sure some do, but they must be in the minority. Maybe I should have uh, named this old bloke Goes Nudie. But I'm pretty uncomfortable with it too, you see. Perhaps the Dutch and the Germans are much more mature about it all. But I'm convinced that we Scots are terrified by the prospect of waddling about with our dangly bits hanging out. Anyway, I'll expand on that wee thought in my next book, Old Bloke Goes Campervanning. Back to running. I got to love that run and that swim, and I'll really miss it. Doing the same thing back at Loch Lomond would definitely be a no-no. I think. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. There was one day when, laying in a sunbed at the fully clothed part of the beach, my better half spotted a young woman, a quite beautiful lass actually, who looked a bit like Penelope Cruz, running along the water's edge. Why don't you run along the beach too, she said. Well, whatever I'm watching, I said. Just run after her, she said. If she can do it, you can do it. See if you can catch her up. Oh aye, so I will. I could already hear the Benny Hill music playing in my head. Aye. Back up at the apartments, there was some strange preferential treatment going on. At night, I mean. You know, when people are lying, sweating on top of their sheets, the mosquitoes totally guzzled on some people, yet totally ignored others. No matter what the unfortunates did, they still woke up with these big nasty bites. Weirdly. We were totally unscathed. We'd often be woken by the poor swords next door trying to smack the wee blighters to death with shoes and books. You'd hear them wailing, No! God, no! Leave us alone! More zoological investigation needed here, if you ask me. I may have to spend a month or so trying to figure that one out. 
we found, one morning, a dead pine marten. It looked like it had been hit by a car the night before. Sad. And such a rare creature back home. I had no idea he even got them in Kefalonia. I bet there's still loads of other animals and birds to discover. And butterflies. The place is covered in butterflies. Wonderful. Now I can almost hear you saying, Did you still have a beer in the bath? Well, metaphorically speaking, yes. You see, well, we only had a shower, and I found it difficult to get the beer in my mouth without swallowing soap suds at the same time, so a beer in the bath actually turned into a soul-enriching pit stop in a bar called Plantanios, which means the Oriental Plane Tree. The bar run by Thornton, a Welsh escapee who married one of his students while teaching in Athens 30 years ago, was a godsend. That man was great. He provided us with shade, a breeze, a wonderful view, and about 300 craft beers to pick from. Magic. He did look a wee bit like the possible love child of Alistair Sims and Dave Gilmore. But besides that, it was just a great place to be and he was fun. He had this weird collection as well, inside an old grocery shop we converted. And it was apparently Greece's biggest grocery scale collection. That sounds boring, but it wasn't. It was pretty interesting and impressive. He's some scales there over 250 years old. Anyway, as an addendum to the old bloke goes running book, I found out that these wee foil drinks you get, you know the ones with orange in them usually? Well, they're great to carry about in your bum bag when you run. Get the ones with the screw top, not the piercy straw ones, and fill them with water. Better still, fill with water, freeze, and then, when you feel parched, take the melted cool pack out and have a sip of heaven. Just saying. They were good when we were walking about during the day as well. You know, we'd get roasted and these things would be frozen and they'd still be cold and nice to drink later on. We were actually in a place called Lordata, which, while hilly, suited us fine. I would have hated it a year ago when I was much less fit. So, food-wise, you know what it's like in resorts. A lot of the menus on offer are the same. Here it was Slovakia or Moussaka or chips or calamari... But, you know, there was salads as well, and the salads are really interesting. I would recommend the Kefalonia meat pie. That's got rice and different kind of meat in it, with a nice kind of uh, shortcut pastry. Gary Barlow, if you're listening, nah, as if, he used to love pies. Read his book, A Better Me, if you want to know more about that. Great book. Most of the restaurants were really good. Uh, we ended up with a couple of favourites, though. One called... Andromeda's and one called Lorraine's Magic Hill. They were superb. Kefalonia is a beautiful island with beautiful people. And we'll definitely return as soon as we can. Although maybe not in August. It's still green and I know I've only scratched the surface of this wee paradise on earth. I'll miss my morning dips, the buzz of the cicadas and even the fanny beetle. Ah well. As a wee reminder... Old Bloke Goes Running is now available in paperback via Amazon, next day delivery, uh, your local bookshop or your library. And better still, get a signed copy from my website, all the W's, paulmurdoch.co.uk. You can contact me via my website too. If anyone's listening, many thanks. And ciao for now. <laughs>